We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe, hello! Aaron, how are you? How are you? I- I'm doing well. Okay. We have some stuff to go over, but in general, it's it's a nice uh, Super Bowl Sunday over here. I got in my, my exercise, which of course meant I ran 50 yards, took a juke to the right, and <laughs> caught the ball. So then I took Do you a- have a dorsal fin? What? Ace Ventura. I asked you if you had a dorsal fin. I, I just I didn't hear you. I know the oh. reference now, but I heard it. Snowflake <laughs> <laughs> is missing. Yeah. Super Bowl places out. Yeah. How are you? Uh, well, yeah, I'm glad. Here. <laughs> How are you? Ran for the yards. I'm How doing well. Abe, Abe, uh, Eagles fan, Mua, right? Abe, boo, boo. Who is this? Mark Paces? Chief Abe? Is that what we're saying? Chief Abe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm doing well. I'm I'm ex- uh, excited for the Super Bowl, but at the same time, I'm also just uh, you know sneezing up a storm which is why i sound like i I have a congestion um but i am enjoying this super bowl sunday primarily because of uh a story we'll get to later (laughs) all right well i'm wearing my signature uh brown and blue so i could really blend in (laughs) the teams today uh but out now is a film podcast where abe and i normally discuss new movies weekly however we also like to have these special bonus episodes, whether it's one of our fun commentary tracks, some thoughts on news of the day, or something completely different. And this is something completely different because we don't have a, a main review at all, really, this week. Um, we got a number of things that we want to discuss. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's going to be basically our plan. Um, I want to go over some quick show notes before we get into some main stuff we have here. But just note right now, last week I was in Miami, and now I'm back here, and we'll we'll get to more of that in a little bit. <laughs> Um, so first up show notes. Yes. New commentary track is on the way. It's a new, it's February. It's been February yes. for a little bit now. And mm-hmm. uh, we plan to continue our, I love LA, uh, commentary marathon, uh, where we're talking about movies that are action or co- action comedy set in Los Angeles during various decades. We did, uh, John Carpenter's assault on precinct 13 last month. Uh, mm-hmm. now we're doing, uh, Martin breasts, Beverly Hills cop starring Eddie go. Murphy this month, which should be a lot of fun and be recorded very soon. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, Oscars are coming up. We always like to have fun Heard Oscar episodes. Yep. We always like to have our prediction episodes as well as our results shows that take place immediately after. Uh, so stay tuned for all that. Um, iTunes reviews and ratings, of course. Good to get those. Good to good to uh, pop up the old show in the iTunes charts by uh, giving us a rating and review, which will be Thank great. You so much in advance. Yeah. And give us your Oscar predictions. That's <laughs> just one of the reviews. Be hilarious. It's just like brrr. one of the reviews is just the short film nominations. Yeah. That'd be fine. <laughs> that'd be that would be fine. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, let me watch them in this order. <laughs> All right. So let's get back to this whole thing. I was in Miami last uh-huh. week uh, on a, a business trip. Um, it was uh, it was business time, as they say. You know how you know it was business time? How do I know this? I was wearing business socks. Mm, um, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. My my lovely girl. Black and whites. I had colors actually. My, my oh. girlfriend got me a pack of business socks that were very comfortable, especially because I'm on my Is that team. Sean Penn and uh, Robert Duvall? <laughs> colors? <laughs> that is a movie starring those people, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I had a nice blue suit, so I had a nice blue socks to go with it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, was yeah. wearing, I, I was wearing a nice purple shirt and tie one day, so I had a nice purple shirt and tie. Purple shirt and tie? Who were you, the Joker? I. Not I, if I had a jacket, maybe, but I was not the Joker. Okay, <laughs> I was just me looking good. There in you my go. So you're in Miami looking Rico Suave with uh, Mike Lowry. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um. So yeah, it was in Miami. Uh, during the days, 
uh, in the mornings, during the mornings, waking up, I woke up around 6 a.m. on Monday. I was there from Sunday to Wednesday. So I was waking up at 6 a.m. on Monday and Tuesday. Okay. Um, because, like, the night before on both, there are, like, events that were announced as far as, like, things we can do as a company. Um, and one was, like, cleaning up the beach. And the other was doing like a, a mar um like a walk slash run for breast cancer. Uh-huh. Um and I and it was like encouraged for people from our company specifically to be a part of it because it's like, hey, that looks good for the company, you know, morale, yeah, yeah. what have you. So so I did both of these things. Um uh, the walk in particular was like I guess everyone is like it was like a 1.5 mile thing, which isn't very far, but not it was very like, far. That's like was, a 20 minute thing. It was like walk up and back, basically. And I, <laughs> but like in my mind, yes. I'm thinking if it's a it should be like laps right like like you, you oh, go I up and then saying. you keep going so like i i got in there and it was like a big group of people and it was like okay we're walking but like everyone's going back it's like okay now we're just like we're done like i thought it would be like going keep going um uh -huh. so i did i just put my headphones in my earbuds in and just did another lap so i did like three miles it was like because i wanted to get a workout in it's nice three like, miles nice. <laughs> it was three miles Woo. who am i eminem yeah, uh, no, you're only half. <laughs> Maybe less than half. Yeah. But I wanted to get a workout in because, like, it's nice outside. It's Miami, sure. right? And everything. Okay, so that those are the first two days. the The next morning was the last morning. I was like, I'm done with like the work related stuff at this point, so they can, I, you know, I'll wake up early again so I can go in the, you know, the Miami Ocean, and uh, get in, mm -hmm. you know, get in a swim and then have a nice breakfast because I haven't had a nice breakfast the whole time I was there. I was just, getting, oh yeah, like, it's been working. Like, yeah, it was like egg wraps and stuff, but it's like. I can do this. I can like be at a, ho a nice hotel. I can go out to the ocean, come Wearing back in blue blue suits with blue socks. Exactly. I can come back in and just relax for a change. I don't have to do the work anymore. So I do wake up. I wake up at the sunrise is like seven oh one every day. Like they told me that specifically seven oh one sunrise. What? So I was like, okay, I'll get up at like six fifty. I'll get down there, so I'll be able to like go in the ocean at sunrise. It's Miami, so it's like tropical weather. So it's like yeah. warm in the morning and everything. So okay, so I walk. I walk down to the beach to Miami Beach. Uh, where, as Will Smith told me, the water's so clear you can see it at the bottom and $100,000 cars, everybody's got <laughs> um, <laughs> At 7 in the morning? At 7 in the morning, because it's nice. It's nice out already. There are $100,000 cars at 7 in the morning? Everybody's got them. <laughs> Not on the beach. That'd be ridiculous. You sound ridiculous now. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, I guess I've never been to the city where the heat is on. What? <laughs> All night? On the beach? On the break day? of dawn? <laughs> There was nobody there at dawn, so I don't know what, he, what he's talking about. <laughs> that line seems false. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, because you were awake at 6.50. Exactly, so nobody was there until dawn. <laughs> okay, so I'm walking to the ocean. I'm on this, like, it's a little bit of a trek. Like, I have to walk yeah. out of the hotel. Then well, you I mean, out of... we, we've established that you, that it's it's only like a mile and a half or something like that. Well, about, it was about, because there's like, a, there's like a bike path, like, on between, like, the ocean okay. and the hotels that are, like, all along the line where I am. Uh, this is this is the Fountain Blue Hotel, by the way. This is the hotel that um in Gold Dexter? Goldfinger James oh. Bond um uh like he interacts with Gold with Goldfinger for the first time. He's like playing like a card game, and James Bond like spies on him from a building and uh -huh. makes him like lose a card game. It's pretty good. It's pretty good, but it's a famous hotel. Oh, Frank Sinatra used to stay. Anna was telling me this. She was like, Frank Sinatra used to stay. It's like a classic hotel. Wow. Um, hey. Regardless, Mickey so, Blue yeah. Eyes. Mickey. <laughs> Blue eyes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so I go out the gate, cross the bike path, go on the sand, walking down the sand, walk to the sand to the ocean. So now I'm in the ocean. Yeah, like a, like a jump in your step, you know, and a tune in your heart. Ex exactly like that. Yeah. Got the ocean on. I forget what song I'm listening to, but I got the I got the ocean going. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not you know it's nice as far as like you know 
the Atlantic is warm in the Pacific. I'm not, you know, I'm West Coast, so it's like Pacific's not warm at all right now. Atlantic feels right in February. It feels like the Pacific does in May. So it's like, that's mm. pretty good. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's pretty, it's pretty remarkable how nice that feels. As I'm in the ocean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the, the spoiler of this is I'm here doing this podcast and I'm trying to like put a good light on it. So things are good now. You're Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. yeah. But this isn't pre Miami recorded. So Wednesday in the ocean and I noticed something in the water. It looks like something like plastic. It's like a, something floating. It's like a ball or some kind of toy or something. Oh, it's like, that. Like, you just did ocean cleanup the other day. Uh-huh. But that was, you know, that was on the sand, of course. And uh-huh. I found a lot of stuff. I found a big old comb. Um, <laughs> who leaves a comb? Like, it's like a big one. Um, anyway. Fucking Vern from Stand By Me, apparently. Exactly that example, yes. Vern from Stand Yeah, Corey Feldman left his comb behind. <laughs> no, it's... No, Chris... Or, uh, uh, J- Jerry O'Connell, sorry. Jerry O'Connell, yeah. yeah Jerry, not, Jerry not, O'Donnell? Not his brother, Charlie. Um, is that two references in a row to Charlie O'Connell? Is that <laughs> podcast? <laughs> Who knows? So I'm in the water. I see something that's like blue. It looks like a plastic ball thing. And I'm like, okay, that's what I don't know what that is. I'm not like reached out to grab, but I'm like, huh, what's that? The, the as I'm saying this to myself, like something, it, it another one brushes beside my leg. Ooh. So at that point, I realized that's a jellyfish. Um, specifically, it's a Portuguese man of war. Um, so I, I, as I'm looking at this other one, this other one brushes on my leg and I'm like, oh, that's, that's a jellyfish. S- seconds after that happens, I'm like, oh, that is a jellyfish because it stings now. Now my leg is stinging. Uh-huh. Um, Describe like, this stinging, like intense or slow burn? Um, Kind of in between. Like okay. it, cre- it crept up pretty quickly, you know, like aftertaste on hot sauce. It's like, oh no, that's, yeah, that's hot. <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh, but it's okay. like it's you realize like you made a mistake. It's not, it. it's it's not intense pain where I like I can't walk, but it's enough where I'm like this hurts. Like this is not good. Yeah. Um. So that so that happens, and it's washing to the sea. As it's washing to the sea, and I see what just happened, and like I'm processing all this is in my mind. It's like okay, so I just got to talk about jellyfish. It hurts. Mm-hmm. I turn around as I discover. The whole beach is strewn with jellyfish. Oh my! They're gosh. everywhere. All these little plastic, all these little not plastic, all these little living creatures right. are on the beach. They all look the same. They all have tentacles. They all have the, like the blue plastic pod thing on the top. They're beautiful creatures. If you think about it, like you look I at guess. these things. I yeah. took a couple pictures because like oh, also so I can like Google image this and be like, yeah, that's definitely a Portuguese. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, like at the, like the turn like the whole one two punch of. That stings, and there's they're all here behind me. I didn't notice it at uh-huh. all. I was just I was just because I'm walking into the ocean. Um, so I, I, it, it was it was it was like two things that were like that I'm thinking about now. Is it's, as if I turned around and looked at it, it's like that scene in Pitch Black where the guy like spits out the water in the dark <laughs> or the alcohol, and it lights up, and there's all the aliens are around yeah. at once. Yeah. It's like that combined with Job going, "I've made a huge mistake." Um, <laughs> so, it's, it's like, so that happened. So it stings. I'm on the beach. I have to, you know, obviously now I'm like tiptoeing my way out of this area to get across yeah. this lake of jellyfish that I did not see, uh, making my way back to the hotel. I, I'm walking back to the hotel because I'm like, I, I do, obviously I need to do something about this. I'm pat. I have to like walk past like the very empty pool because it's early in the morning still. Uh-huh. Uh, there's like two workers there, and I'm like, I just got stung by a jellyfish. One's like, Yeah, you should go go, go to the front desk. And the other guy's like, This is why I don't fuck with the ocean. I'm like, okay, <laughs> thanks. The practical guy, yeah, in the yeah. movie, yeah. 
So I walk back. I go, first I try to go to the concierge. It's too early. Concierge isn't there yet. I How go dare to, they not be there? <laughs> I go to, so now I go it's to a the concierge service. So now I go to the front desk. The front desk, of course, there are two people ahead of me, and they are taking the longest time possible to be done yeah. with their activity at the front desk. One guy okay. is like trying to do something with his involving his payment, and like another person has to come over eventually to deal with that as well. It's like, oh boy, this is taking a while. Uh-huh. Then the other person on the other side is trying to get directions to somewhere, and for the life of me, they could not process what directions were. So it's just like repeatedly hearing like the steps that need to be taken over and over again of how to so get you, somewhere. So you've stepped away from like a horror suspense movie into like a horror comedy it's like kafka (laughs) (laughs) um so like this is all happening eventually one of them goes i get to the front desk person i tell them i just got stung by a jellyfish i need to know like what am i supposed to do here (laughs) um they're like okay well you should probably go to security probably security yeah probably go to security um, and as they're saying this, they're all saying, I free dive all the time, by the way. I get stung by jellyfish a lot. It's probably not a big deal. And I'm like, stop saying probably. Like, this, is not, this, is, this is not what I'm thinking. Like, this is not the most helpful thing. Okay. So I hear that. I go back around the corner to where the concierge is because that's where security is. I didn't know okay. that. I just kind of walked around hoping that that would be where security is. It, it, is uh, your foot swelling up at this point? It's not swelling, but it's still like, this is, it's it, all, it's, it's stinging it the whole time. Yeah. Like, it's not, it doesn't feel good. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, you, and you've got to like walk like paces on this like bum foot. This is after, yeah, this is after I had to walk all the way back from the beach, back across yeah. the bike path, back through the hotel, back across the pool area. Like, to your get to trunks the- are still wet and all this jazz. Yeah. Like I'm holding my towels. Yeah. <laughs> I'm walking back. And they're like, like, who is this gentleman here with this towel at seven in the morning? I get to security guy. I tell him what happened. I got stuck by Jill. He's like, okay. And he like gets on his walkie talkie, says some codes um, to bring somebody over. Okay. Uh, dude, the other dude comes over. Yeah, he explains this man just this gentleman got just got stung by a jellyfish. Uh, we need to get some vinegar and some water. Oh, okay. So the guy go the guy goes away, come and gets required materials. He comes back through like the revolving door. He signals to me, gives me a, a like come over here. So I go over there to him. I go out some. Now I'm standing outside the hotel outside. Like, <laughs> thank you for that detail. Outside, he signals me. Yeah, come over here because <laughs> it's so like it's. Like I don't. Is he you know, Cuban and he doesn't speak? Oh, I'm about to tell you about this guy. Uh, but like. You know, this whole process seems like I don't know if there's a regular procedure for this since sure. jellyfish, it's not like they're uncommon. So it's like, I don't know if this is something that regularly happens. They had vinegar, so that's something. Right. Uh, but now I'm standing like outside the lobby, like, you know, where like cars pull in and everything. So I'm standing like on the side of the hotel. Um, the guy is holding vinegar and a cup of water. He hands me the vinegar. It's like, okay, you got to wash it. What, you know, pour the vinegar on it, then pour the hot water on Ooh. it, then kind of rub it. Hot water? Ooh. Like, you know, warm water. Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah, not, yeah. it's not like boiling hot water. It's not scalding hot water. Yeah, you're not trying to scald yourself. But this guy, he has the thickest Australian accent I've ever heard in my life. Wow. So he de- he knows what he's talking about then. It's like Australia. He does because he's telling me like, oh, don't worry about this because like box jellyfish down. No, by- I need you to I need you to do the accent. Now. I can't do It's too much. Like, I, <laughs> I can't do like generic Australian accent because it wouldn't do any justice. It yeah. was, I wow. can barely understand these words. That's how yeah. thick it was with okay. a little bit of Creole in there, too. So what? <laughs> I know it was an insane mix, uh, but it, but it was the, so thick where I was like, I'm getting across what I'm hearing sure. to here, but it's still like, this is a lot. <laughs> and I'm going to guess that he's also like pantomiming it with like, his hands, too. So you're, I mean, you're he's holding like vinegar and water. It's not hard to piece together what I'm supposed to do at this point, <laughs> but it was just very, it was, very, it was a very, <laughs> I was surprised at how thick this was. Yeah. But yeah, so he, he hands me the vinegar and water. I put that on there. It's 
it, like I can feel that something's happened. And by the way, it's been like 30 minutes since I got stung at this point. So like okay. if if something was gonna happen, I'm thinking it would have happened by now. So that's giving me like some relief, but it still like hurts, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you if your heart was gonna stop, it would have already stopped. I mean, like, these things are deadly. <laughs> like this. Yeah, this, I know. This yeah. could have been a very different situation, and yeah. I was not the, happy about it. The so other like, thing is also like you just described like the American healthcare system all in one sentence. <laughs> like I waited. It's been thirty minutes of like this like potentially life threatening situation. <laughs> So yeah, I do the vinegar. I pour that. Like it starts. Like I can feel that it's subsiding at least sure. as, as this is happening. So like I get that going. I get back to the room, and instead of having a nice breakfast, I just go back to sleep for like an hour and a half. <laughs> wow. Okay. Right. So that all happens. The, do like, you have any work to do today? No, because like it's it, okay. no, because it's my travel day. It's like it. I have to travel. Like it, this is at seven a.m. or whatever. I have to yeah. travel at like one forty-seven to at the air. So like okay. I have to get in the air you know the taxi to get over there by like noon to have enough time and everything yeah you don't want to miss it like bill murray in uh darjeeling limited here's the fun postscript to that the i had a transfer i had to go from miami to houston then houston back to back to socal yeah um in houston i landed like basically as the next plane was boarding Uh, so i had no time for a layover the first plane trip out there had like an hour and change before my layover this trip was like we're getting you going uh so i had to you know, I had to um, get off the plane and I was fortunately somewhat towards the front. So it wasn't the worst thing, but I'm still looking at my watch being like, I really got to go. <laughs> like, I, I didn't realize that there was no layover, um, or at least because boarding so much earlier than sure. Yeah. You can actually take off. So I'm in Houston airport, the, the George Bush airport, mm-hmm. which is quite nice, but also quite large, pretty large, huge yeah. airport. Been there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, my gate is it said I got a text on my phone saying your gates like, about, you know, it's about it's about to board. And it's 19 minutes away. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a long way away from where I am. And I, I, don't, I don't know what that that measurement is. I think it's just like if you're casually walking, I assume is like what they're going for. Okay. So I have to hoof it, you know, to get over yeah. to the other gate, which, yes, it was quite far. It took Can me you like, text back the non-text backable number and be like, my foot has been stung by a jellyfish. I might not be able to make it. It took, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what kind of response I would have gotten, but maybe it I would have been like, sorry, this is not an automated line. Exactly. Or this is an automated line. Yeah, but it took me like 10 minutes because I was okay. yeah, I was hoving it. But I'm thinking, wow, if I, I if this jellyfish poisoned me, it certainly coursed my way through my system <laughs> at this point. It would have done it a lot earlier. Than that. <laughs> well, I would have, I could have sped up the process. I don't know if it's some kind of poison release pill that they would in there. I don't, I don't know what they're planning. <laughs> yeah, okay. But yeah, so I make it to the point, and yeah, it was like it was hurting a bit because yeah, you know, it still recently yeah. happened. Where, where did I'm, it happen, by the way? The base of your foot? It's like above like... above my ankle. Okay, all right. That, above my ankle great. on on the side, like on the side of my shin, yeah. basically. Okay. And there's no mark there now. Like it was reddish when it would happened, but like yeah. so, it, I wasn't like a panic at that time. As far as this, this isn't good. <laughs> like this is yeah. like it. It doesn't seem the worst necessarily. I don't know. It just yeah. happens. <laughs> like, okay. So, but yeah, by the time I'm on the second plane, it's like, well, that was that was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. That was, that's been, that's Your seatmate is just like, why is this guy drenched in sweat? It's just like, it's been a day. Your day today. Yeah. By the time I get home, it's like I'm fine, which is which is good. Like I'm happy about that. And there's no yeah. residual mark or anything, so it didn't. It's not like it wrapped itself around my leg, which is again good. Um. So like, yeah, they're like, oh, this guy's from California. I can't do that to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's that's the uh, that's the sting. <laughs> <laughs> 
starring uh paul newman and robert friends Rogers. uh yeah and robert shaw robert yeah uh, and james Earl jones is dead uh, wow. a lot of people in this thing <laughs> there sure is i i want to congratulate you on uh not being you know mortally wounded <laughs> yeah okay and then i also want to i also just want to be like you know what a what a like what a weird situation to be in. Like when you texted me this, I was just like, excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> like, like who gets stung by a Portuguese man of war? Like those are the things in movies you're just like, oh, that guy's dead. <laughs> but here you are surviving. Yeah. You, 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 you've insisted I, say, I I hold this story. <laughs> so it, it worked out. It was, yeah. Again, I was like, is he joking right now? Because how does this even happen? And then I just come to find that there's actually not just like one of them. There's many of them. That was the that's still the craziest part. Turn around, they're all there, like waiting for me. <laughs> this is a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the way you described it with like with pitch black, which is like, mm, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is like in the movie. This is the part in the movie where either the guy's just like, I'm dead, or like uh, you know, he just like chuckles and um it zooms out. Yeah, it pans it's, out. It's, it's, yeah. it's Michael Bean pulling Putting Michael. his head through the, putting his head through the ceiling, aliens being, oh, they're all crawling at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We should leave now. <laughs> Let's go faster. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm glad that you made it out, and I'm glad that also, uh, you know, this is this is the most harrowing airport trip I've ever heard of. Um, yeah, so, more than when Kevin McAllister's family had to get to that plane before they went to Paris. I mean, it, or even like the one in New York where he's just like, let me put in batteries to my talk boy as uh-huh. I'm trying to get my gate. Like, mm-hmm. What a ridiculous thing to do, Kevin. So what can I say uh, except that um, I'm glad that it, it didn't hurt on the on the flight because that would have been weird. Just to be like, hey, by the way, um, can we like stop off in Boise, Idaho as an emergency landing because my foot hurts from this stingray from Miami? And they'd be like, sir, this is a, this is a, I don't know what you flew, but you know. Uh, it's United. It was, At first they'd be like, sir, I, I see this. For, they'd be saying this to you, sir, I'm glad that you uh, graduated from Berkeley, but Boise, Idaho is nowhere near Houston, <laughs> Miami, or Southern California. <laughs> it's called an emergency landing, Aaron. Yeah, they, yeah. They, we got to go north or you something. Fly out of our, fly acro- across the country. Really, like half, <laughs> really, yeah, half really the north. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fine. Emergency landing in Albuquerque. <laughs> Better, yeah. I passed over Albuquerque. I looked out. I was like, "Oh, that's Albuquerque." Yeah, I'll be quirky. <laughs> yeah. Simpsons. Uh, uh, well, yeah. I'm glad that you made it back, and I'm glad that uh, you've got some photos to share with you. <laughs> but at the same time, yeah. What a weird, what a weird story. What's funny is I took a couple of selfies of me on the beach, like while I was in the hilarious. Ocean. And and I'm thinking, and you can see that there's jellyfish behind me. Like it's now it's like, where's Waldo? Like you can see that they're there. Yeah. Like, I'm just not realizing that's what those are. The other thing I'm them. also surprised that is like they didn't have like a sign on the beach that said, "Hey, be careful! There might be Portuguese men of war, <laughs> like in this beach around this time." You know, like at seven in the morning or what have you. I'm, I'm or at curious. least like somebody didn't tell you like. Hey, be careful with that beach. You know what I mean? Like I've been uh-huh. to like a beach in um uh in New Zealand and they're just like or, or no in, in uh Taiwan, they're just like, you can't go to on this beach because the waves are too rough. Uh-huh. So don't go in the water. And I was like, noted. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, come on, Miami, do better. There were none the other day when I was like cleaning up the beach. <laughs> 
<laughs> they were like, there's too many of them. We can't take them all. <laughs> they were the ones at the beach at dawn. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, what a great story to tell. <laughs> yeah. Like, forever. <laughs> okay. So that's that's out of the way. <laughs> What's oh, up? Sorry, we're, we do a movie podcast. Yeah, we do a movie podcast. <laughs> it's not, it's not a, a... Well, that's why we laced all those very clever movie references to really keep people uh, on their toes exactly, when it came to yeah. the movie content on the show. <laughs> Yeah, I can't believe that there's just like a flood of them on the beach. Yeah. Like, did, they, did they just like go and beach themselves, or they're waiting for like the tide to roll in so they can? Oh, roll I back assume out. the tide will just bring them back out again. Oh, those sons of! Hey, I was reading up all on pet. So they do travel in like giant groups. So I assume this is just like they're moving groups. in herds. They do. They move in herds. <laughs> And specifically, they move in. They gendered herds, like there's male oh. herds and or whatever pods and yeah. and female pods. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's wow, barely man. just like one of them. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, geez. Well, I, 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 all right. Well, good to know that you see in Miami and, Beach. If you see what happened, I was looking at one of them, you know, locking eyes or whatever. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I was looking at one of them, and yes, then, from the sides they got me. <laughs> I knew where you were going. I was like, that's such a good. That's such a good one. Good one. Um. All right. Well, I guess we should get to some movies. Okay. So let's do some battle cookies. Trademark. Trademark. All right. I know I've seen a few things. Abe, yes. What have you seen recently? I've seen a couple things in uh, catching up with all the Oscar nominees as many as, many as I can. Um, I watched Two Leslie, which I think you spoke about a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, this is the, of course, the Andrea Reesboro uh, nomination for Best Actress that people were kind of just surprised by to some degree um and it has been investigated by many people journalists as well as perhaps the academy with some potential post repercussions at at this point they've determined that nothing was done wrong in the nomination process but there will be people being talked to as far as those involved in this yeah yeah so again many other shows and many other outlets media have kind of done a better job of of going in depth as to how this started, but also again, how this is basically not very different from any other campaigning, just that perhaps there might've been some stuff from some originators of this. Um, But as far as like the movie goes, I can see why she got nominated. Like she is really good in this role. And this is a role that the Academy would be like, wow, she had, she put herself through a lot of different emotions and she kind of uh, had a range. And there's also like this redemption uh, to it. And this is based off of a true story of a woman who won $190,000 in some town in Texas and kind of just blew it all, right? Um, so it, it's like this really nice, beautiful redemption story. The movie itself is just okay. Like, I think that there's a lot of things I'd agree. That, yeah, I think you said the same thing, too, which is like, you know, it's, it's fine. <laughs> like, when I thought about uh, movies that sort of remind me of people who are down on their luck that are, like, that nobody really wants to be helping out, you know, I think about something like the Florida Project, where you know, not not to bring back you know terrible memories of Miami, Aaron. Um, <laughs> That's Orlando. Oh yeah, they go to Disney World. They're by the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I think of like something like the Florida Project, where it's like, oh, this woman is really down on her luck, and it's very apparent, and she's always getting herself in like in terrible situations, and it just never really this never ending thing of just like uh, of of badness, and maybe there is like there's redemptive arc uh, to some degree, but. For this movie, everything is is like uh, 
I think it's it's just like pretty even in terms of what they're trying to show you because it's not really about anybody else. It's kind of just about this character Leslie, um, who has to go through all these trials and then finally decides to get things right. Um, and it's a little long. Uh, I think it's like nearly two hours, including yeah. some credits. Um, so there's just in that two hours, just not not a whole lot is really given to you from the standpoint of like, oh, well, this town like really does hate her or um maybe like her friends really did like turn their backs on her um played by Allison Janney and Stephen Root um and I I just thought that the 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 outside performances were okay I think that you mentioned that Mark Maron was actually really good in this and I I would agree that he's pretty good this is like the second Mark Maron thing that I've seen where he's like playing like this this good community guy this and um and uh uh fuck what's that show on FX on Hulu Reservation Dogs yes thank you yeah Reservation Dogs <laughs> Or he's also just like playing like good community leader guy. But I, I, I think he's really good. Like, I think it goes a bit deeper than that as far yeah. as like how he's connecting to Leslie and how he brings both a bit of humor, but a lot of drama that I think connects to his own past. And, and, so. and there's also like this humanity to him where yeah. it's just like, I, I, I don't even know why I'm offering you this job and you didn't really ask, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. You know there's... what I mean? Like, that's a really nice thing to do. And if this really did happen in real life where, uh, that was just a thing where it's like, you know, this woman seems down on a look, and I'm just gonna try and get her back on the right track. Like, not even like intentionally trying to get her back on the right track. Just be like, I'm just gonna give her this job because she looks like she like needs some help right now. It just feels something layered where, like, right. I'm not saying the Riseboro performance is bad by any means. It's very good, but it's like I can say I've seen that kind of performance a lot. I can't say that I've seen the Mark Maron performance as much in that way it that's just, fair it yeah. just feels different to me <laughs> no i totally agree yeah there and i actually want to shout out andre royo who mm -hmm. is I, I guess he's like um uh he plays like a, a local resident too that has kind of just grown up like this that's something that you kind of miss from the storytelling of this is just like these are just people that stayed in town you know what i mean yeah small texas town and they all grew up together and they just stay there. I've been to towns like that. I've kind of, I have family and friends that live in towns like this in California where it's just like they, everybody knows each other. Like the neighborhood is literally like this neighborhood. It's just one giant neighborhood. And, and you grow up with people that you have known your whole life kind of thing. And they kind of like, they kind of miss out on that kind of feeling of this movie. So, but, and, or, um, uh, Andre Royo, I think he's turning in like a really good performance here. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, he's got to go through a lot of things. But also he like sticks up for Leslie at times, but he's just he he's playing like this like it's almost like you mentioned it too like he's it's almost like a bub type character, but less less on the drugs I guess like more yeah. on the recovery. So there's a lot of good performances like Andrew Risborough for sure. I again I see why she got nominated, but the movie is just you know it it, it is what it is, and I wish that it was like a little bit like not even more dramatic i just wish that it was a little bit more um concentrated to some degree on some specific things around her external life but also really about her and like how she decides to like get clean that's because uh, it, it starts a little episodic where it like it takes it it, like like the mark Marin royo stuff which is like the bulk of the plot line it takes like a good like 45 minutes to get to that point in the movie <laughs> Yeah, before, before that, she's kind of like going place to place. And it's she's like, going place to place, and also like episodic is is a great word because you see, like she just starts out with her her son right away. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, we're just getting into it. Like that's the kind of the feeling that I got when I was watching it. I was like, oh, we're just getting into this right away. Like we're gonna see how terrible her life is, and even that stuff is, 
again, like, I don't want to, like, this is based off a true story and this is a real person. So I don't want to say, like, I don't want to like, uh, say there's like a terrible uh, interpretation of it. But even that is like, it's, it's, it's okay. Um, because, you know, the, I think like the largest thing is like she's drinking with like her, her neighbor next door or his neighbor next door. Yeah. You're just like, yeah, that, you know, like in the Florida project, like she's, kind of being like a prostitute like in the room next to her daughter kind of thing you know what i mean where it's like oh this is like really like i don't know how i feel about this you know um so with all that being said though i again uh when she's on screen with other actors she is like she's really good so um yeah i i i can see why she got nominated the other movie that i saw which is another nomination is out of the best international film it's argentina 1985 oh okay and I think you talked about this too, and I think Terrence talked about this. Um, Terrence is a big wow. fan of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's streaming now on Amazon Prime, so you can check it out there. Um, it's an it's an Amazon distribution. Um, I think that it's I can see why it got nominated as well. Um, it's a very serious movie, or it's a very serious topic. It's a topic about um, a social court uh, that has to try these military officials. In this, uh, I, f- I forget what the the name of the tribunal is, but it's something about like the juntas um, in Argentina, and it's weird because a the first things first is that the movie starts and they're speaking English, and I was like, is this movie in English? So, so I have to pause it. And I'm like, I look it up, and I was like, this movie is not in English. So I change it to Spanish, and that's something that that I hope that more uh, streaming services do. Just like just play it in. It's it's uh native language please and let other people figure out what what they want to do because it really threw me off i was like this sounds like oh this is a weird twit take on this movie this is almost like hunt for red october style or like um valkyrie style where it's like i guess that they're just speaking english in this argentinian film um but uh, it, it is in spanish so watch it in spanish but i think what it it's best served as is like this historical document so to speak because when you do get to other parts of the movie where you kind of either lace in real footage of these trials or you kind of get to the um, the uh, witnesses on stand, that's where it's most effective. But this movie also kind of has to feel like it's saying, well, here's this like this like really um, good lawyer who believes in law and believes in justice Um who is being threatened the whole time. And I don't think that it really felt like that, that presence of threat um, as much, you know, it, it wasn't something like the insider or it wasn't something like, um, I don't know what else, where it just feels like, Oh fuck. Like the, if this guy doesn't like, or Munich is a great example of this, where it's just like, um, yeah, these guys did something, but at the same time, like now they're like dealing with all this like PTSD or they're even in the moment. They're just like, Oh, um, I think we're being, watched and i think we're being followed and whatever the case is there's not really that level of tension in it to some degree it's almost like comedic as well it's almost like a it's got a bit of humor in it yeah it's got some humor but it's almost like um like oh here here's like my spunky bunch crew you know what i mean where it's like here's like my young 20 somethings it's like there's a crowd pleasing element to it because it's an an entertaining movie (laughs) yeah so it's weird because i i think that it's I, I this is a, something I, I commented to my my lawyer buddies, but I was like, I wish that there was more lawyering in it too. Um, I agree. Yeah, and you know, I I'm not, I, I don't think that 
uh, a few good men is like the most ultimate like incredible laurie movie but nor do i think the trial of chicago seven i guess both by written by aaron sorkin but there's a lot of elements of like let me do some research here my my clients are this this and this and this is why like you like you have to practice the law in this way you know like i i didn't want to say that this is it also didn't remind me of um I'm sorry, I don't want to really reference like To Kill a Mockingbird as much because that's kind of dealing with something else. Meaning like Atticus Finch has to be put on or ha- is assigned this person to defend and he tells his kids that he's a lawyer and the law matters more than what his personal beliefs are. This is not really something like that per se. Um, mm-hmm. But that's like, an example of like, hey, the law matters. You know what I mean? And I will I will give it up that the closing argument for the... Um, for uh, this uh, attorney, um, this like he's not even a public defender. He's he's just like I forget what his specific title is, but um, it's a high ranking public official, um, mm-hmm. and I it is a good closing argument, and I liked actually when they did cut to real footage of or seemingly real footage of people applauding what he had said um, in this speech uh, to close out his, his uh, case and his argument. So even the ending is like a little bit weird because he kind of just like has like this, this um, chat with his son about the outcome of some of these people that he has put on trial. Um, so yeah, I, I guess it is crowd pleasing. I can see why they, they not, or why they submitted it. Argentina submitted it as their film. I'm glad that it, it got nominated because it, it certainly is good to have more people get eyes on it. But I think that there's just some elements that I think I would have honed in on more um, as well for Argentina 1985. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the movie's good. I don't. I think there's yeah. better films that could have been up for Best International Feature, but it is what it is. But um, it's from the director. What's an example of one? <laughs> I mean, in my world, RRR would have been nominated okay. because yeah, yeah, people, yeah, well, yeah. well, because India, but India didn't put it up to begin with, so it was never going to be okay. nominated. Yeah. Um, but what are my films? <laughs> no, 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 don't worry. I just want to know. Like, I just want to hear one of them because you know there's some other ones that I have to get to as well. But yeah, I hear you. Well, now it's on my mind. Like, what? Are the... <laughs> this is decision to leave, of course. Park Chan Wook's film, which is amazing. Oh yes, of course. Yeah, decision to leave. Yeah. Athena, um, ne- Neptune oh, Frost. Athena on Netflix. Happen, but yeah. Athena's on Netflix. This is, those are like decision to leave, which got shut out for nominations, is be like just ridiculous to me but that that's, yeah that's that's my easy pick for what could have been in there yeah you know i also thought of um we talked about les miserables a few years ago uh, the french dominated film for international um it kind of gave me those vibes i'm just like oh this movie could have been tighter and it could have been about um like something more specific uh, mm-hmm. and it kind of just goes into larger things so but you mentioned that Athena. That's is, that's what Athena. Is, Athena is exactly. Like a, yeah, it's so like, like a better oh. version of what Yeah, I was like, I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if this guy's gonna make like Argentina nineteen eighty five, Redux or something yeah. like that. <laughs> so yeah, those are some examples. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's Argentina nineteen eighty five for you. Uh, but yeah, no, no, no. Go ahead. Um, those are the ones that I've been catching up on. Well, I've watched a number of things, but I did catch up with two Oscar things as well. Uh, okay. The two documentaries that I had not seen. Um, the first is a house made of splinters. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I've heard of this. This is a Danish film. Um, it focuses on children in a special orphanage in East Ukraine. And it's dealing with basically the educators that are there to try to help while dealing with, you know, this war going on with Russia um, and like creating the safe space for the kids, and dealing with the kids who've like their parents are just 
gone for varying reasons and maybe people are in danger or whatnot it's it's pretty slice of life as far as it's not about talking heads or anything like that it's just presenting what this orphanage has to deal with on a kind of day-to-day basis and it's it's pretty solid i uh i quite enjoyed it where did you check that out i got a screener for it it's coming to theaters and whatever limited release capacity soon enough um but yeah so that one's you know it's around uh and the other is all that breathes uh, this is a Hindi language documentary. Um, it's about two brothers in New Delhi who take care of these birds called black kites. Um, they are, they are, I guess, just special birds um, that um, these brothers want to care for. There's a like a large population of them, and they kind of they get injured in various ways, and it's just their life's work just watching them care over these these birds and. Um, trying to like they want to build a facility or not like a but like a kind of like a an area where they can cut where certain areas where they can not nest but kind of like just fly in and be safe essentially mm-hmm. um but it's similar to the other one as far as it's got no talking heads or anything like that it's just following these two guys around as they deal with the kind of everyday dilemma of just you know coming upon these birds and nursing some of them back to health or trying to you know provide shelter in some way um, I like this one more than a house okay. made of splinters as far as these two docs go. Um, I neither like I like I think Fire of Love is probably my pick for best documentary of the group that's nominated this year. Sure. But like certainly a lot of good doc like all of the now that I've seen all of the docs, there's no bad one amongst them. Um, you you watched the um, the drug one too. One about uh, like the yeah all the um, oh yes my God. The, yeah that one yeah it's like the, it's it's the kind of a mix of this artist and like the uh yes i know what you're talking about i can't okay, yeah but mostly but, because again like i i've seen this list but i'm also like oh none of these are like on streaming or vod services yet um they will so... be soon enough because that's okay. how all the breathes is on hbo max actually right now Got that's it. how i watched okay. all the breathes uh, all the beauty and the bloodshed that's the other thank one. you yeah, yeah the one about uh, the drug ep- epidemic and yeah. the family that maybe maybe started it which is quite good that's on a i was on a lot of top 10 lists last year that's, i've heard yeah but i was like it's not even being released till this year for white audiences yeah so, so that well that and the fire of love that's on disney yes um, navalny that's i believe on that's hbo Netflix. max oh yeah, i think that's correct. on hbo max as well it's, yeah. it's straight it is streaming so yeah it's, yeah it's one of these other three that are that'll be available eventually or no the other two that'll be available eventually so. yeah okay yeah um watch some other things i watched a movie called sharper that's coming to apple um next week it's in theaters now like limited uh it stars julianne moore sebastian stan john lithgow and justice smith hmm. it is a con artist movie as done as a kind of a like a multi-character themed something like i don't know like traffic is coming by but you know what i mean like there's a you know the kind of the kind of the kind of movie where it has multiple characters you're following and you kind of deal with each of them on an individual basis okay um but it all it all leads into the same but it's it, yeah. it all kind of yeah it all it's all built around the same storyline and as opposed to being like a drama or something it's a con artist film okay um and it's the way it's structured is very necessary as far as why we're following certain characters during certain points in this film. Um, it's good. Oh, <laughs> um, okay. I enjoyed this uh, mainly because I just didn't know what it was going in. Um, and, you know, Apple, the way they're promoting it, it's like Julianne Moore is the star and then Sebastian Stan. But it's like you get a lot of other characters that I you might not have expected to see <laughs> um, uh, kind of popping up in the way that they do. 
And as far as like con movies go, I I enjoy a good con artist film. And this one's pretty solid as far as the twists that it's throwing at you. Yeah. Um, And and what goes on. It's basically like these people in New York, some are very wealthy. Others are trying to take advantage of that fact. And Hmm. you see the games being played to have certain things transpire. Okay. Um, But it's pretty solid. I had sharper. So I I enjoyed it quite a bit. Great. Um, Let's see. I watched... Somebody I used to know. This is on Amazon. This is a, I, I mean, I guess you call it a romantic comedy. Um, okay. But Sounds it's familiar. I'm it's thinking. it's starring Alison Brie, and it's written, ah yes, and it's written by Alison Brie and Dave Franco. Yeah, and, and Dave, wife duo. And Dave Franco directed the film. Yeah, it's kind of like it feels like an indie riff on My Best Friend's Wedding, as far as Brie plays. Really? A yeah, Brie plays a character who, like. Had a job in the big city. It's like she's like making a TV show. It gets canceled, so she goes back to her hometown. Uh-huh. Back at her hometown, she meets her like ex boyfriend who's now getting married, and now she's kind of like inadvertently involved in the wedding as far as being a part of it, and, like documenting it, stuff like that. Okay. Um. And so now it's a mix of will the you know will the fiance who's the uh, what's her name Kiersey Clemens who's in Dope. Um. Oh yeah. Yeah, like she's like, why is this person here? What's going on? Are you going to try to ruin this wedding? Literally name checking my best friend's wedding. It's right. <laughs> um, and like, does your dad also own the Chicago White Sox? No, <laughs> but uh, but Danny Pudi shows up, so there's a kind hey. of small community reunion going on there. All right, and it's 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 solid for what it's doing. Like it's not oh, anything. Okay. It's not anything I, special. I didn't think that you were going to say that. <laughs> it's what, like I'm interested in what Dave Franco's doing as a director. Like he made a horror movie like last year or two years ago. Yeah, it's like a pretty yeah. small indie horror movie. Yeah, yeah. now he's got like an indie like rom com thing going. It's like is is this like a, a, a like on the nose? Like it knows what it's doing kind of thing, or it's or... not winking at you. It's not broad okay. in any way. It's presented it's... in a it's presented pretty matter of fact. Like it's okay. It's grounded so it in is reality. like its own movie. It's not like yeah, it no, came together kind of thing. No, it's not a parody whatsoever. It's yeah, just, okay. it's it is a grounded film that has this kind of indie aesthetic. Um, but like as being just curious of Dave Franco's directing career since he's doing it's like, okay, let's see what this is. Right. And it's fine. It does it does the job. It does the job of, of what it's kind of going for without being overly cloying or anything like that. <laughs> okay. Let's see. There's a few things I want to mention. Yes, please. Let's go over the plane stuff because obviously I flew on planes, so I watched movies on planes. I was gonna be like, didn't you talk about plane like last week? <laughs> oh no, I could talk about plane all day. Um, <laughs> but I watched some movies on planes. Um, I rewatched The Martian and The Post uh, because I was thinking, what are like the least offensive movies possible that I can download an iPad and like you know it's not too violent or like a horror movie or whatever <laughs> that I could like yes. watch and like if somebody scans next to me, it's not like this is weird. So yeah. I figured the Martian and the Post feel like I want to exactly ask you like I want to ask you a question down real quick. the run, down the line like yeah let me ask you a question real quick yeah. do you take pride in like you're watching a movie and then, like all of a sudden your seatmate's like let me see what's going on over here no one has ever asked me any time no no no, no. They, they just like they just like glance over at your screen they're just like and then they're they're hooked I've I've never noticed that personally oh man I, I, I love I, when that happens when I'm, I'm on like, a plane I try to be as individual as I can be when I'm by myself I hear I, you I hear I, I'm not talking to anybody I don't want to talk to anybody I want it's yeah. like I'm stuck on this thing for an hour or whatever I want to be in <laughs> more my than zone. an hour yeah. yeah I want to just be comfortable and not deal with anything else yeah <laughs> so. no like I was watching a um do the right thing on a plane one time okay and these people next to me, they're just like, what is this guy watching? Why is this movie so good? I was like, I know. I know, guys. Anyway, sorry. 
<laughs> Why'd Mookie break the list? Um, so yeah. How so hot I, is it in this movie? Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I watched those two. Uh, Abe, I don't know if you know this, but The Post and The Martian, really great movies. <laughs> I've heard, yeah. I mean, both both Academy nominated. Both Best Picture nominees. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I was very happy rewatching. I haven't watched them in a while, and I was like, these are great. <laughs> these, these are so good. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I watched was, or attempted to watch, was Lyle Lyle Crocodile, a movie that you uh, you could not stop talking about. Uh, I don't know if I talked about it in a good way. Just every every other day, it's a text for you with a gif of Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Have you seen it yet? Have <laughs> <laughs> you seen Sean Mendes' gifs? Um, I fell asleep. I yeah. watched, I watched, I watched like thirty minutes, and I was out. I, I feel like I get it. He sings. Right? Is that is that the deal? Is that what's going on? I have follow up questions for you. What part did you fall asleep? Like, or at least you remember. Like, was it there was after, after uh, our friend? Um, uh, uh, man, I can't remember his name right now. Which one, Javier Bardem? Yes, yeah, our friend Javier Bardem has exited stage left. Yeah, it was right around the time he started coming back into the film. Oh, um, okay. and there's like I think a montage where Scoot McNary is like the one skeptical guy, even though yes. there's an actual crocodile who's not harming anyone. And he's still like, this right. thing could be dangerous, guys. I don't know. Yeah. It was somewhere around there that I was the most conscious. If he had done that voice throughout the rest of the movie, I would have been like, I, I, I like this guy more. Well, I don't know. He, he does like his, his uh, fucking impressions of like silly dad. Oh, I don't know, guys. Uh, but yes. OK, that's fair. Because I told you that that part of the movie, I was like, I totally forgot that Harry Bridden was in this movie because it feels like a de- completely different movie. Yeah, he takes off early and then comes back eventually. And it's like, right. okay, well, he's he's giving it at all. So, I mean, I can't believe you know, he's doing his job. Yeah, But I, I I assume he sings and saves something at the end or something. I don't know. That's right. He um, saves the apartment. It's on Netflix now. So maybe someday I'll pick up Lyle Hawkrocktail again. I would <laughs> say you don't really need to. I, I yeah. kind of agree with you there. Um. So, yeah, did that. Let's see, two more things. Um, I watched Invaders from Mars, the original 1953 sci-fi film. Uh, I got there's a new 4K release uh, for its 70th anniversary that I got to review. So I watched it, which I had never seen. Uh, I, I like 70 sci-fi movies or 50 sci-fi movies, um, but uh, I, that's one that I haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. And it's very entertaining. <laughs> it's a really entertaining movie. Okay. It's this little kid wakes up during a thunderstorm and sees a saucer uh land behind his house and dig in it goes underground and then people start acting weird and soon enough there's a you know aliens got to deal with you know one of those things yeah one of those things <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's solid it, it came out the same year as the original war of the worlds that movie's better war of the worlds the original yes. one yeah. uh, but this one's certainly admirable for being like pretty low budget but still like effective in what it's trying to do mm-hmm. yeah it's a uh, it's solid uh the last thing i need to talk about uh, this is called Tracy Zooms In. This okay. is a so we've done a commentary for Dick Tracy, the 1990 Warren Beatty. Oh my gosh, yes. Okay. Dick Tracy is a really great comic book movie. Um, it's fantastic. That said, Warren Beatty, he's held on to the rights forever. Um, this included in 2008 when he made another TV special. He made the first TV special, uh, where he as a you know, sixty-something-year-old man dressed up as Dick Tracy and did an interview in character with Leonard Maltin, and that was to retain the rights to Dick Tracy. Twenty twenty-three, here we are. He is once again made another TV special in character as Dick Tracy, where he speaks with both Leonard Maltin and Ben Mankiewicz about Dick Tracy the movie. Um, the whole idea 
Warren is pushing 80? He's 85. He's oh, 85 my. He's pushing 90. He is 85 years old, dressed as Dick Tritt. You know, big yellow coat, big yellow fedora. Yeah. I've seen a screenshot, and I was like, oh, fuck. Talking with Mankiewicz and, and Leonard Maltin, mainly just to make fun of Warren Beatty and the movie Dick Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, then it goes an extra step, and they call up Warren Beatty, who's now on the Zoom call with, with Ben Mankiewicz, Leonard Maltin, and, of course, Dick Tracy being played by Warren Beatty. You think this shit could have happened in the 80s? I don't think so. This is why he <laughs> held on to it for so long. Well, <laughs> it did happen this week. And it was quite entertaining for a 30-minute Zoom call. <laughs> it's oh, 30 like, minutes? That's quite long. It's a good piece, yeah. And it's like uh, this like avant-garde comedy coming from this, you know, an older Warren Beatty who's ter- certainly game to be like, I'm just gonna like if I'm gonna keep the rights, I have to do something, and this is yeah. what I've come up with. Like it's, I can't it, let people be the last memory of me being that I opened the wrong uh, the envelope and called out the wrong name. Yeah, it's the Dick Tracy legacy that he wants. There. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's very it's on TCM, and it's really entertaining to watch this. Like the whole thing starts with them like recapping the previous attempt to hold on to the oh rights from 2008 where it's like it's ben mankowitz watching I see no Le- it's 30 minutes long it's ben mankowitz like watching clips from the 2008 one with letter malton letter malton and, and warren b uh-huh. <laughs> it's like this is really silly that they're doing this where they all come in together and do this yeah does he wear the watch he doesn't have the watch unfortunately mm, okay but I mean, they got it like eventually it's a split screen it's not even split screen it's just warren Beatty and dick tracy being played by Warren Beatty, sitting at a table together. And it's like, oh, he's doing some Robert Zemeckis shit right now. Look at this going on here. Robert Zemeckis wishes that he had directed this. <laughs> he's like, I should have taken this over Pinocchio. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's what's going on with, uh, with Warren Beatty these days. Incredible. He's old old now he like teases this idea of like, what if we made a streaming series and got someone younger to play Dick Tracy? Uh, and I'd produce it. And I'm sitting there thinking, I would want all of this. Please give I mean, me a streaming yeah, series of Dick if Tracy. If you did Prestige TV Dick Tracy, that'd that be sounds great fun. to me. Like, yeah. yes, do that. Yeah, I mean, like every every week is like a different villain, but you always have like you know your core guys. This There's is like so much basically Batman the uh, the animated series. Yeah, I'd love that. So here's yeah. hoping that something actually transpires, and we don't just have to wait another thirteen years. <laughs> <laughs> to get another Warren Bate where he's 101. <laughs> he's, he's doing Dick Tracy. Wow. I mean, that'd be pretty incredible. If anyone could pull it off, it'd be Warren Bate. Yeah. Or or Clint Eastwood, but, you know, he's not Dick Tracy because they both have the longevity gene. Yeah. Well, Clint Eastwood does 100 push-ups a day, so. Does he really? That That's what they say, yeah. Do you do 100 push-ups so... a day? No, no, you don't. No. This this is the answer to a uh, friend of the show, Adam Gentry's question of how do you guys say so fit and trim? Do the cookies would diet? That's yeah, I guess we're not doing 100 push-ups a day. Yeah, we need to start it. What if we did do that and time lapsed it? <laughs> you do 50, I do 50. I like that idea. You know that that, that doesn't sound bad. Wait, wait, we need two more people. Let's just do 25. <laughs> no, no, we do we do like 10 every like three hours. <laughs> That'd be good. That'd be good for us. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to the gym. Yeah, it'd be good. 10 push-ups every three hours. We could knock that out. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Especially on Super Bowl Sunday. To be continued on this one, guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're just giving up free ideas all over the place. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that's enough quickies. Trademark. Wow. That was only quickies. Well, yeah. Let's move on to some trailer talk. <laughs> okay.
<laughs> yeah, there's some new trailers this week that we want to talk about. And it's been, this is before Super Bowl happens. Like, we're going to get a Flash trailer later on. We're going to get some some stuff that we haven't seen. Another Beast Wars trailer, I think. We'll just call it Beast Wars. We don't need to say Transformers. It's too many words. Yeah. Um, so, but let's <laughs> so let's let's talk about some things that are coming soon. Let's go in reverse order. So the thing that's coming out the latest, which, of course, is the biggest trailer of the week. Fast X. Yeah. Abe. Yes. You, of course, recall that I called that it would be called Fast X way back when we first started this show, right? Yes. I think that you also even uh, gave them the tagline that they haven't used yet, which is fast in your seatbelt. No, right? I'm, no I, I am very much against this tagline because I think. Oh, it's you stupid. are against it. I think okay. it's stupid. So, like, I think it could work. It's be, it's be and, a pretty great marketing gimmick. Everybody caught on to that as far as that should be the title for this movie. And I'm like, no, fat, for, well, first off, that's dumb. Second off, Fast X is the title. Did you say that's Period. dumb? Because that is dumb. It is dumb. It's a, but that tagline oh. and or that title possibility is dumb. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but okay, Fast X. It's yes. coming. It's directed by Louis Leterrier, replacing Justin Lin. That's right. It stars, of course, Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, Tyrese, Ludacris, uh, Natalie Emmanuel, Jordana Brewster, Sung Kang, Jason Statham, Helen Mirren, Charlie Theron, and this time we're bringing in, well, we're returning John Cena. Yes. We're also bringing in. Brie Larson, Rita Moreno, and Jason Momoa, yeah, who is rocking all kinds of different clothing and hair options. Get this movie, yeah, maybe even like different CGI looks as well. But the plot of this thing involves a uh, like a, a retcon with Fast Five, where the villain played by Joaquin Dalameda is apparently had a son who is played by the very Samoan Jason Momoa. Um, <laughs> by the way, we just talked about uh, Joaquin uh, a few weeks ago, and he's doing great work. Yeah, he was he was great playing a good guy in Missing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but now his his son, played by Jason Momoa, wants revenge, and he's gonna try to break up Dom's family in order to do it. Yeah. So Abe, with yes. all of that in mind, you've seen the three minute and forty second trailer <laughs> for Fast X. Oh my gosh! Where where are you at with this one? I since uh, the seventh one, I think, which is a crazy thing to say, maybe even like the eighth one, I've kind of been on the wow, okay, well, these guys are just like really trying everything, and we just have to go with it. Like, you just have to go with it, regardless of how you feel about how ridiculous something is or what they're doing, you kind of just have to go with it. You're kind of on the ride. So, I was texting with like a buddy of mine. And he's like, what do you think about this? He's like, and I was like, this is too late for me. Like, I had I'm I'm basically a stock investor at this point that is just waiting to see like where this thing is gonna end up. Like I, I'm gonna go see it anyway, but I just sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down. As far as this one goes, this one starts out with fucking Rita Moreno. <laughs> just giving a family e- speech. So like EGOT winner, Rita Moreno. EGOT winner, Rita Moreno, <laughs> 80 for Brady actress, Rita Moreno. Fucking just like telling me that you know family is the most important thing, and I'm like, what is happening here? <laughs> like, who, how did you guys get Rita Moreno? First of all, she's probably just like you know uh, she's having a resurgence. It's not like she has to drive anywhere. Like, like... <laughs> yeah, this is true. Yeah, they're shooting it in her neighborhood. Um, but you you keep going, and you're just like, or at least I'm like, oh, this is a pretty cool callback to one of the best Fast and Furious movies, Fast yeah. Five. And then you're like, wait, this is the son of the guy that they ripped off and and murdered and murdered who <laughs> dies in the water. Uh, 
And I'm just thinking no, to myself, no, 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 no. The rock shoots him like three times in the chest. That's what happens. Oh, and then he character. falls into the water. No, he just dies. He just shoots him in the chest. Like, oh, okay. They, yeah, like, a lot of other people fall in the water. He, they crash his car, and the rock like casually walks by him and shoots him three shoots times. Him. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, now it's playing out of my head. And then they have like their like mano a mano speech. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll keep chasing you. Um, I, I have to say, at what point does this become just like, well, you can make any case for anybody who they've wronged in the past show back up. And, you know, to our friend Jimmy O's point, just bring back uh, our boy from the dead. Um, I forget the character's name. But just bring him back, too, because it doesn't matter anymore. Like, this movie who? is... This, what are we talking about? Uh, the kid in the first one who, like... Oh, yeah. Somebody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, Jesse. Jet. Yeah, Jesse. Yeah, who goes who goes on the run and then he gets killed by uh, not Giovanni uh, Ravisi. That's who it is. Not Giovanni Ravisi. No, um, but yeah, I, I think that there's just a lot of really like ridiculous things that might be happening in this movie, which I guess I have to be along the ride for, uh, including uh, a physics thing that just doesn't make any sense involving two helicopters um, and what that can do, but let's go like let's fucking go i think the the part that made me laugh this the second hardest was uh the tagline at the end of the movie where it's just like the end of the road begins and i was like well it's the first I, of a two-part finale i i get it yeah but also just you know this is not gonna end at at part part 10 part two uh i presume that there's probably gonna be more so well no it's it's this one then the next one is the last the 11th one is the last one that's what we think is the last one that'll be this Dom saga. Like if they if you if Universal likes money, which I feel like they do, they'll yeah, they like billion dollar franchises. <laughs> it's not like they can't spin off. The, I mean, they already did one spin off. I mean, they can, they did, they can and that ended things. perhaps terribly. But yeah, at this point, they're just doing a lot of crazy things, and I, I think I'm missing the point, or I think I'm I'm like convoluting my point here. But my point is, it's silly. It looks ridiculous. Am I gonna see it? Yes. Yeah, uh, as you know, I'm a huge fan of the Fast and Furious franchise. Way more than I am, yeah. <laughs> and I I will say this. I would say, compared to the F9 trailer, I like that this one is, I'm not going to say grounded, but it certainly seems like it's s- scaling back as far as, you know, we had submarines in 8 and we had, like, jets in 9. Right. I, I like that this trailer doesn't seem to contain anything that's of that, like, level. Uh, you know, no, it it feels like it's trying to be rooted in something a little bit more personal, um, instead of this kind of which is which is always where it's been like best when you have yeah, like that personal thing. I would agree. Uh, granted, the series is about family, so it's always personal. But <laughs> I I I do appreciate that it seems to be you know scaling down to some degree and making it more about I don't know intensity as opposed to quantity of like crazy things happening. Okay, no doubt there will be crazy things happen. There's wrecking balls and like helicopters and shit, like you yeah. said. Like there's there's I have no doubt that these set pieces will be gloriously large and ridiculous. But you know. F9 like really went high as far as like giant tuck trunk tanks like being lifted over in the air and that whole bridge swinging sure like I'm not gonna say this won't have those things but from the trailer I'm being shown it seems like that's not the emphasis this time around by comparison maybe Mm -hmm. they're saving it for 11 um when the rock comes back in shame after black adam failing um we'll see he listens to our show what i what i do like is that i did mention this also the uh, uh alan richson who plays jack reacher in the amazon primes 
quite good Jack no, Reacher show. I was like, this guy looks familiar. Yeah. Um, the fact that he and John Cena and and um and uh, uh, Vin Diesel are all together makes me hope that there's like big slug out matches between these giant men and uh-huh. Momoa for that matter as well. <laughs> like, yeah. I, like the amount of like brawniness going on here is quite impressive. So, right. I, I'm curious if there's going to be some slug outs going on. <laughs> where we're once again convinced that no doubt that there is going to be. Yeah. Um. Regardless, Fast X arrives in theaters May 19th this summer oh my gosh Get yeah. ready. okay all right the next trailer yes the next trailer is air the new biopic from director ben affleck back wow, in heard the of him. chair yeah and he and his best friend matt damon are producing <laughs> and they also star in this film that's right they have made a film together where they're starring it together the first time in a while we've seen one of these and yeah. matt damon is playing of course sonny Barco. Picaro. And Ben Affleck is playing one Phil Knight. Philip Knight. And this is a story of how a shoe salesman at Nike works to sign Michael Jordan to wear their shoes mm-hmm. and whatever Phil Knight's involvement was in that. <laughs> so, um, the film also stars Jason Bateman, Chris Messina, Marlon Wayans, Chris Tucker, Viola Davis, mm-hmm. among others. Abe. Yes. You've heard of Nike. I have. Are you a fan I, of I might own Nike? a few pairs. Are you a fan of what's going on here? First things first is this is an amazing topic to to go off of because of uh, if you know the Nike story and Phil Knight's story, you're just like, oh, this waffle guy, this guy who made rubber in his waffle maker and decided to try to make shoes in Oregon uh, became like this billionaire uh, who is now like globally renowned and who is in the iconic LeBron James breaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time scoring record. Uh, He's just sitting there. He's the guy without the phone in his face uh in the photo uh-huh. um that's him like that's fucking phil knight you know what i mean kind of it's like incredible his journey this is an amazing like sports sports adjacent type of movie and i love those kinds of movies mm-hmm. like you and i love Moneyball. uh there's like a lot of other movies that just like are are fringe like not high so flying like, bird high flying bird there's i i would dare even to say um uh he got game um, and then also, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, um, Hoop Dreams, where Hoop Dreams is like much more like about basketball playing, but it's also about heavily about the families mm-hmm. and kind of just where they uh, have to do to to get to basketball. But yeah, it's a Ben Affleck has what was the last thing he what was the last thing he directed? Live by night. Live by night. Yeah, which is like his like handshake deal of just like if you if I do this for you guys, I want to make this movie. And I guess that movie didn't really work out that well. But I I I'm very excited for this movie because of what the premise is, like how the trailer looks like it's being um created to some degree, uh, with like either visuals uh on the screen. Um so it's very like Wolf of Wall Street reminiscent. I hope that there's no like fourth wall breaking where all of a sudden like, you know. Uh, Matt Damon's talking to me and be like, watch me like, you know, get Michael Jordan to sign this piece of paper. But that's the other thing that is very fascinating about this too, is that they didn't, they tease Michael Jordan. And I know that Michael Jordan is like a huge signing for them uh, for Nike historically, but I'm curious to see like how that part plays out. You know, um, I hope that it's not heavily about like one, one thing or another, because I think all together, like as a combination of things, it's a very fascinating story. And if you've watched the documentary, um, um, 
the last dance uh, about Michael Jordan, you'll kind of know that he wasn't really a Nike guy and Nike was really unknown at this time. So I'm curious to see how this movie plays out. It's got a really great cast here, which he named. But um, yeah, I'm curious to see what Ben Affleck has up his sleeve here because I know that he can direct. We've seen movies that we really like from him. Um, and he's even won. Did he win the Academy Award for this? For for uh, best directing, he, he got one for best picture for Argo. He wasn't nominated. Picture, he was famously sorry. not nominated for best director, right? Because that movie just came together on its own. That's how it worked. Yeah, I guess <laughs> that's, that's, how that's, yeah. that's how the Oscars looked at it. They're like, ah, oh, they just, someone just made it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll we'll name who, but you know, we'll give it best picture. So yeah, yeah, I, I'm very curious about this movie. What about you? Uh, I will note that Michael Jordan is not in this movie. Um, yeah, there's no one playing him. I assume there'll be like. You know, he'll be silhouettes. He's, yeah. he's obviously he's a reference play, but his parents certainly are. Obviously, yeah, right. Viola Davis is playing his mother. Um, and uh, what Julius Ten Ten is playing James R. Jordan Sr. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's also a, speaking of families, there's another Skarsgård apparently. There's a Gustav Skarsgård in this movie, who's the Excuse brother me? of who's the brother of Alexander and Bill and son of Stellan. Which one is he? <laughs> it's the other one I didn't know about. <laughs> is he younger than than Bill? Uh, he's forty two. Bill's oh, the youngest, older. I think. Bill's, yeah, Bill's thirty. Yeah. Bill's thirty-two. Alexander, I assume, is like 40, 46. Yeah, I think he's the oldest. Forty-six. Man. There's an even younger one, Walter, who's twenty-seven. All these wow. scars guards. I mean, good job, like keeping that Nordic blood alive. Yeah, I guess he's an Oppenheimer too. Apparently, everybody's an Oppenheimer. This, this, though. Well, that's true. I mean, we're still <laughs> shooting our scenes. Fucking like, uh, yeah, we're, exactly. <laughs> And like fucking uh, Phil of the Futures and Oppenheimer. This, this has nothing to do with anything about this movie. But yes, there's another Skarsgård in this. Um, I'm curious if uh, Travis Knight will be appearing, given the young the year of this movie, if it's still during his rap career. Yeah. Um, but uh, regardless, I I I think Ben Affleck generally makes good movies. Live by Night. Aside, it's not even a terrible movie. It's just like one that's far less memorable than Gone Maybe Gone, The Town, or Argo. Yeah. Um, I think he's a good director. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing him back in the saddle as a director again. And he and he and Damon tend to make good movies together. <laughs> so I'm also yeah. looking forward to that as well. Plus, yeah, the rest of this cast. I I'm always excited when Marlon Wayne is like not doing one of his comedies because I think he's genuinely a good actor. Um, so it's also nice to be like, good, yeah, get him in stuff again. Like, <laughs> let's do this. Yeah. Um, you know, Bateman, Messina. This is just a good, it's it mainly a cast of Affleck regulars for the most part. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm about this. This, this looks when, When's the last time Damon and Affleck teamed up on a serious movie? The Last Duel, of course. Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. They, they, right. they wrote yeah. it that's and right. started it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And and you and I both liked it. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be their last. I was time. like, it, because like, I hope that it wasn't that like weird, lame cameo in uh, Mall Rats part three or whatever. No. <laughs> so. Um, so, yeah, that uh, I, I am, as far as like this story goes, like, I don't know it as well as you do, but I'm certainly curious. Um, I think it's a good premise. I think right. the, the, the approach and the tone I'm seeing in this trailer. Very much, yeah, in line with something like a Moneyball or, you know, films you mentioned, like as far as how to tackle this kind of story without focusing specifically on the sport, but more the the, the business and whatnot. That's intriguing to me. That's very intriguing to me. So I, uh, I'm hoping for the best. I'm also very happy that this is an Amazon film, but it's being distributed in like 3,000 theaters. Like it's getting a wide release. Oh, incredible. Yeah, that's which just does not happen <laughs> for these kind of things. Yeah. Um, there's also going to be a, a Super Bowl ad later today for this movie as well <laughs> to get the word out. On everyone's favorite sport during the Super Bowl. That's right, basketball. <laughs> um, so. Coming from a guy who doesn't really watch sports, that's, that's a good joke, Aaron. <laughs> hey, go uh, go Hawaii Lava Flows. <laughs> that's a team, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
I told you I'm wearing brown and blue. What else do you want from me? <laughs> uh air arrives in theaters on april 5th okay this spring yeah so yeah. palette cleanser after you watch uh fast decks mm-hmm. a month later before before you watch that oh before it's, yeah it's, it, it satiates you you're got it yeah it's the mint on your pillow yeah. <laughs> so the last trailer the fun that's coming the soonest uh, a film that we somehow haven't really talked about at all, despite the tra- yeah. been, like multiple trailers. Um, yeah, for I think o- the theme hasn't really popped up. Yeah, we just other things came up or what have you. But there's uh, Dungeons and Dragons colon Honor Among Thieves. Right. This is the new Dungeons and Dragons movie. Uh, it's directed by Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly, uh, the writing duo that I think wrote like the first Spider-Man right. MCU Home- film. Homecoming, yeah homecoming and they also directed game night uh together yes yeah that's right uh, which was which i in terms of direction i quite liked because it felt like a movie <laughs> like yeah. it, it had actual style to it it has also like, become like a cult classic in its short time yeah it's certainly a favorite a lot yeah. among a lot like of people. people are just like have you seen this like really darkly comedic movie it's like yeah it's pretty great it's, it's solid uh but this dungeon and dragons film it stars chris pine Michelle Rodriguez, once she's making making her blockbusters this year. Yeah. Um uh John Page, Justice Smith, Sophia Lillis, Hugh, and Hugh Grant. And I mean it's a dun- I, what what do you say about the plot? They gotta stop a wizard. I don't know. It's Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> like what? What, what more are you getting from this? As I don't know the what the plot is either. I, I mean, what else is it gonna be? A group of people team up, <laughs> roll some dice, and stop a monster and a wizard. You know, fight a dragon. Yeah. Pro- probably in a dungeon. I'm not trying to make light of Dungeons and Dragons. I know it's no, a serious it's, game. It's a great game. But in terms of if you're going to describe it to me what the next Dungeons and Dragons movie is about, I don't feel like I have to go very far to figure out that description. <laughs> so, sure. With all of that in mind, you have, you know, people leaning towards comedy as far as the filmmakers go. You have this cast. Abe, are you excited yes. for this Dungeons and Dragons movie? You know, I don't know if I'm excited uh for it necessarily, but I am curious about it for all the things that you named. You know, it, it has a really good cast that I enjoy. I, I, I root for one of the Chris's here. He's one of the, the best Chris's, right? Uh, Chris Pine. Mm-hmm. Um, I also root for what you named as like the writing and directing duo because they do make good movies. They make like fun, coherent movies that aren't too silly. Um, like Spider-Man Homecoming could have been like crazy silly. Like, oh, here's a bunch of like reference gags or here's a bunch of like, you know, ridiculous things. But they actually managed to make a movie that is, I think, a really, really a really good Peter Parker movie. But they they had really good references in it that were pretty subtle. I think that even I at that time was like, Aaron, who is, who's um uh, Aaron like Uncle Aaron? Yeah, yeah. And and you're like, oh, he comes up later, but he's basically Miles Morales' uncle. I was like, who's that? And then all of a sudden, like Spider Man, you know, No Way Home. I'm sorry, um, Into the Spider Verse comes. I'm like, oh fuck, that was really cool. They also make really good references, um this is another homecoming thing, but there's like a, a comic cover where Peter Parker has to like question how, or maybe not a comic cover, but there's like a panel where he's, he's being crushed and he's like, I am uh-huh. Spider-Man kind of thing. Yeah. And they reference that. So again, very subtle thing. So this game is very difficult to play because there's just no, there's an uncertain outcome all the time based on the dungeon master and how you roll and things like that. So I'm curious to see how they're going to pull that part off, you know, and hope that it's not very like, on the nose, like something like um, uh, Hasbro's Hasbro's uh, battleship, where it became like, oh, you're on this ship and these aliens are approaching, so shoot in this quadrant, and it's pretty clever how we got that quadrant, right, guys? Um, I don't think they're gonna be that on the nose. I think they're they're smarter than that. 
but I'm very curious to see how this goes because I I enjoy I've only played Dungeons and Dragons like a handful of times, but every time that I've played, it has been very fun. And know that the complex or the the history is complicated with Dan Harmon, but Harmon Quest is actually a really fun um, show on animated show on how uh, incredible like this game can be. There's even an Apple show which I haven't seen. Um, oh, Mythic Quest. Yes, Mythic Quest, which I think maybe deals about this, but well, it's that's more of like a RPG computer game. Oh, thing. got it. Okay, so maybe less. But it rules, like... so I'm not against mentioning Mythic Quest in some way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, I do want to see where this goes because I have kind of stopped myself from watching additional trailers. But the first trailer like didn't really sell me. I think the actors more so sold me, and the the idea of a Dungeons and Dragons sold me. Mm-hmm. Um, but this can p- conceivably go on for like you know the Fast and Furious X style number of movies. I'm with you. Like, I I can't say I'm super excited for this. At the same time, it's like it does feel like if it's good, it'll be real good. Yeah. And if it's bad, it's like okay, well that sucks. Um. Yeah. So it's like I'm I'm hope obviously we're always hoping for the best because why not? Uh. But that's where I'm at as far as it's not something where I'm like man they're finally making a new Dungeons and Dragons movie. However, given what they're going for, it's like, well, I like that, you know, using like Led Zeppelin in the trailers, like that's cool. And will that apply to the main movie? Will it be like a Knight's Tale style? We're using like anachronistic music and whatnot. Like I'm into yeah. that because that's just fun and different. Um, but yeah, the cast, you know, I, we all like Chris Pine. I, you know, I, I seeing him do this kind of thing here. It's like, all right, you signed up for this. I hope that it means that you were inspired in some way. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, this directing duo, I... They, they've done stuff that's impressed me enough so it's like on the one hand when this trailer first i was like really we're doing this <laughs> like at this point with all the work that they put into like selling this thing to me i'm thinking i mean i hope it's good <laughs> like, i want it to right. be i want to i want to root for this to succeed who doesn't like seeing a good dragon in a movie you know I, I want this to work <laughs> oh, that's out. what you're keen gun on okay <laughs> it's called dungeons and dragons i assume the dungeons <laughs> will be there you just build sure. a dungeon but a dragon i mean if you make it work it works so... last great dragon that we saw was probably uh pete's pete's dragon yeah i think a dragon since then but yeah that's that's probably accurate <laughs> <laughs> i mean before that smog so oh that's right yeah dungeons and dragons honor among thieves arrives in theaters march 31st yeah, coming up. Yeah. All right. So before we bring this thing to a close, I figured since 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 Abe needed me to yes. tell this jellyfish story, <laughs> I I had not heard it. And when you again, thank you for telling it because it is it, the more that the more that you kept going, the more I was like, this is the craziest story I've heard in a while. Well, since we did that, we figured why not have like a top three like scary ocean scenes list that we can mm-hmm. go over. Um, real quick as we before we wrap up the show here because why not that's fun yeah uh so we, we we've assembled uh, our top three scary ocean scenes from movies uh we kind of go down the line here abe what is your what is your first pick first things first barracuda scene finding nemo open oh. ocean you're not even expecting this in a g-rated movie it, i think it might be pg but um this is a good pick this is like you're like oh it's a movie about this this fish that has to find his son, beautiful opening of just like oh we found a home and all of a sudden it gets really tense like I remember watching this in the theater with my sister and I was like this is a really devastating scene and I don't like where uh, what happens to all of Nemo's brothers and sisters but it is the 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 realities of the open ocean for sure 
And again, it sets off a series of events and becomes the movie that is Pixar's top three, Finding Nemo. That's a really good pick. Thank you. I did that in the last uh, hour and a half here. Okay. Uh, my first pick, it's it's not a cheat. It's kind of a cheat. Uh, but like there's Creature of the Black Lagoon. Yes. Um, there's a sequence in that movie uh, where uh, a woman goes swimming in the water and then the creature is under her like swimming and she doesn't realize it. And it's mm-hmm. really cool. It's really well filmed for, you know, a 50s movie like that. And it looks great. So like that's not my official pick, though, but because it relates to this next to this movie, Sweetheart, which uh-huh. was uh, that's that's a movie from like 20, I want to say 19. Um, it, it's uh, with once again with dopes, Kiersey Clemens. It's from the yeah. director J.D. Dillard. I think just, she likes to be she likes to go by, you know, the flashes. <laughs> the uh, flashes deleted character. Yeah, too. exactly. The extended <laughs> sequence of DCEU's Zack Snyder's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's from J.D. Dillard, who did who just did Devotion and did that. Uh, oh, that, yes. That street That's magic right. movie Slight. Um, but this movie Sweetheart um, woman's like playing crash, wash up on an island. Uh, but it does a similar thing where it has a sequence of her in the water and something is there. Yeah. And it's very effectively done in a manner that certainly recalls Creature from the Black Lagoon, but is also like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. <laughs> so, and in terms of like mysterious things in the deep darks of the ocean, it's like, yeah, that's scary. So that, that's yeah. that's the scene I'm picking. Okay. What's your what's your next one? My next pick here is in Aquaman. This okay. is the, the Trench. Nice. Where they are traveling into kind of like the middle of the ocean, uh, Aquaman and uh, I forget her name. What Amber Heard's character? Yeah. Mira. Amber. Mira? Yeah. Thank you. Mira. And they basically have to go find this lost kingdom. But what is... Not to be confused with the sequel called The Lost Kingdom. There's there's another Lost Kingdom somewhere else. (laughs) We we don't even know about this one. Excuse me? It's super lost. Yeah, it's not even... This is crazy. Uh Uh-huh. But uh, sure, it's all great and stuff above the surface. But I think where I found myself... You know, James Wan is a very visual filmmaker. When they jump in with the flare and they're basically like this red speck on the screen and all these like animal creatures are trying to chase them while keeping a distance because the, the light hurts their eyes. I think it was just incredible. Like this is what a great idea, like what a great visualization idea of how scary a the open ocean is. But B, just like it, this is what happens to all those sailors and all those people that go that you've heard stories of that have gone missing. Like, they did go missing, and it wasn't because, like, the ocean got them. It's because these fucking weird creatures that haven't seen the light of day in a long time jump aboard their ship and just, like, take them down, buddy. Uh, But I I do love that sequence in Aquaman the movie, among other things, uh, including where he gets his powers and you see a giant crab show up on the screen. Exactly that, yeah. But that's a great scene. (laughs) All right. Uh, My next sequence scene is for is uh, all is lost the oh, okay. yeah. robert the 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 robert redford film directed by another jd <laughs> <laughs> all the jds i got i see where you're going here from uh yeah from jay or sorry from jc jc Chandler. oh okay so we're moving up in the alphabet yeah, yeah, yeah jb's next uh what if it was um made a movie <laughs> jb smooth made a movie yeah. <laughs> it's about his life at a beach house um <laughs> All is lost, though. I, there's a number of sequences, but like, it is towards the end when the title kind of blibs up to itself as far as there's a man who's done all he can using his wits to try to make his boat, like, you know, stay afloat, and it's failed. And 
the idea now is like he is all alone, basically in the dark, in the ocean with nothing left. That's mm-hmm. scary. That there's this like there's a, it's a looming threat. It's an existential threat, and it's like you know the whole movie is him contemplating his life to begin with. Um, you know, while saying very little dialogue, it's a really great movie. Um, yeah. but in terms of like the you know the existential terror of there's nothing out here that could save me at this point. Um, that that certainly lingers in my mind as far as what the worst ocean scenarios could be. Yeah, not great. Good movie though. Like it's a it's a single person movie for the most part, right? Yeah, I mean, then there's interpretations on where things could go, but yeah, certainly a really yeah. solid singular film. It was like 2017, or no, twenty earlier, twenty thirteen, twenty thirteen. Wow, it's been that long. Yeah, it's been a minute. Wow, Bobby Red. I know. Uh, Anna's a fan of that movie as well. Yeah, that was before we met. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it made a lot of people's list that year. I think it was pretty good. Yeah. All right, what's your what's your number one pick? Well, I have to go cliche here, and I've got to go to the opening scene for Jaws. Um, and it's cliche, but it's a classic and it's a masterpiece. It is a combination of a lot of things. One visual, like you're mentioning, with the creature from the Black Lagoon, um, but then also the John Williams like upright bass is incredibly effective you're just like i don't like this and also every time i'm in the ocean or in a body of water where i can't see below myself i do have a creeping feeling of like what is that that brushing up against my leg or is there something that's watching me um that's trying to attack me uh so the opening scene from jaws a close second would be like when alex unfortunately gets killed but that's more of like at a beach or at shoreline not not the open ocean I also have Jaws, and there you go. And I, but I specifically didn't want to choose those scenes, uh, not necessarily because you would have thought of them, just because I wanted to like try to go a different yeah, direction. I hear you. Um, but I certainly appreciate those scenes because Jaws is, you know, in good, the, the best, <laughs> and, yeah. um, and those scenes are brilliant. Um, so I'm going with the sequence where they're already now aware of said shark, um, and now they're like on the watch, right? Everybody's on the beach. They got people. They got police in the water. They're watching out for the shark and everything. And you got the kids that prank. And pull off a job, you know, they wear a fake shark fin and everything. Yeah. So, like, while that's all happening, the actual shark is over in, like, you know, the shallower water, like on the other side of the, like where the beach is. And you have uh, Brody's son and his friends in their little boat. And then you have the other man coming in, like trying to help. And suddenly, you know, shark comes, not everybody's knocked out of the boats and everything. They're in the water. And you get that one shot where Jaws is coming up underneath the old man and you and it's like the first time you actually see the shark to some degree or it's like it's just yeah it's just underneath the surface of the water and you see him coming up on the guy and then the next shot is just his leg falls down and drops on the on the the floor (laughs) and it's such a cool like oh here's the shark like we're seeing it now and it's so like then the notion of this where it's occurring in a fairly shallower part of the ocean a part that's very realistically occupied by people and this shark is right here and it's about to just cause more chaos right that's uh you know at least the lingering thoughts on you know whether you go in the water whether it's the ocean or even a swimming pool it's like is there a shark exactly (laughs) (laughs) swimming pools i'm better with because you know chlorinated clear water but yes yeah even then it's like you never know deep end i don't know what's over there i don't know what's in the filter yeah (laughs) Uh, as far as like special mentions go, I I, I had to have, have Deep Blue Sea uh, to some degree in there. So of course, there's some, yeah. there's some cool scenes in Deep Blue Sea for sure. Of course, part, yeah. friend of the show Mark Hoffmeyer certainly knows that. NJ Cluett, they both know. I that mean, they're thing. doing like every chapter by itself, right? Every every movie, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, let me go back. Let me go back uh, on one 
honorable mention that I'll give you back to you. Um, acid acid water beach in Life of Pi. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. It's it's kind of more like Acid Island water, or uh, where he he and uh, Richard Parker are Thank kind you. of getting like reprieve from the ocean. They're just like, oh, we found this island that has food for us. And then all of a sudden, like the animals are quiet at nighttime and it blows, it glows, it's beautiful, like fluorescent green. Mm-hmm. You're like, what's happening here? And then all of a sudden, like, they realize, oh, this, fish... this, this animal, this, this island eats people. Eats people. Yeah. <laughs> like, all these fish are like boiling up in this, like this water. And they're just like, we got to get the hell out of here. And it becomes like this horror movie. Um, but be, be, uh, again, the movie, I think it won best visual effects, did it not? It won, or it got an, nominated at least. It won best visual effects and cinematography, yeah, uh, among other things. Life of Pi cleaned right. up, like I, Ang Lee won best director from that was taken as yeah. well. Not not best director though, um, Argo baby. <laughs> well, nobody, it's, it's weird that yeah, it's weird that because, we because no because Oscar... because nobody directed Argo, so of course that's life, right. Yeah, Life of Pi. It's it's a historical event. How can you how can you direct history? Um, so yeah, that's one one. Uh, nom. How about you? Do you have another one? I deeply sees my. I mean, um, what's it? The Shallows certainly has some scary scenes involving yeah. the shark and Blake Lively's character. Yeah, dueling each other. The only other one that I had was um, Wilson's departure in Castaway. Not that it's like a scary scene, but mm-hmm. it's it's tough because you've been with Wilson, and I know that Wilson is like this beach volleyball with no real voice, but he certainly feels like a real character at that point in the movie. Mm-hmm. And you know, on on like third rewatch, you're just like, you could have gotten him. You could have gotten him. <laughs> like he wasn't that far away. I don't know, but uh, it's a heavy thing. Like if <laughs> it's a lot, you know, and it is a lot. Yeah, he's tired. That's why I bring you know, it up. It's, it's a lot. Exactly. It's a lot, it's a yeah. lot of and also to like do, there's a there's a draw back. of like I can't leave this raft that is going to be my saving, you know, my guardian angel kind of at, thing. At the end of the day, it's a ball. yes but you know yeah but it is it is like this this tough sequence because uh open ocean for one but the music starts swelling the music comes back yeah yeah alvin stressory has an an incredible score in this movie and Mm -hmm. and you you feel really bad for this guy who has lost his quote-unquote only friend uh from this island and it's it's a tough loss because he's out there somewhere somewhere it's a, I mean, when he tumbles in the first time he tries to go out in the water and like it's scraped up by coral, that's not good. That's pretty scary. It's that a, was pretty bad. Yeah. 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 Life of Pi got cinematography, visual effects, um, uh, director, and score. Score is the other. He one. won best director? Yeah, he won best director. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I told you because Argo was directed yeah, by nobody. But not, not best picture. Yeah. yeah that's what yeah, I Because it was yeah, like, it was him. Was it, I think it was Spielberg for Lincoln, Bigelow for Zero Dark Thirty, but she apparently tortured people or something. So that, that made it bad for her. Because <laughs> that's, that's the obvious controversy that movie like that would have. Yeah. Um, and, um, <laughs> um I th- probably, I probably Silver Linings Playbook, if I had to guess. Um, was in there that was the other best picture nomination it was best picture nomination so i assume it's a director i'm trying to find it where's these fucking nominations (laughs) i I believe you it's pretty good memory though um 2017 oscars 12 oh crap boy this is taking longer than it needs to i know i was like this stunned silence is uh you'll see it on the the edit because you always gotta you always gotta (laughs) account for the fact that it's the oscars from for the movies from the year before so it's like uh, it takes an extra step michael haneke from um, oh yeah okay michael haneke from amour 
Ben Zeitlin for Beast of the Southern Wild, one of Marcus Robinson's oh, favorite movies. Wow. Uh, Steven Spielberg and David Russell for Silver Lake's Playbook. So, okay. But yeah, Ang Lee. Ang Lee won. And Ben Affleck sat there and was like, my movie's going to win Best Picture, so I'll still get an Oscar. <laughs> Along with my pal George Clooney and Grant Heslov from True Lies. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, yeah. That's exactly what his thought pattern was. They all have Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> all right. With all that said, with our scary ocean scenes out of the way, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Out Now, Out There, and Abe. You can find more of my work, my personal blog, thecodeseek.com. Everything I do ends up over there. I write for Wheel of Entertainment for movie reviews and Wise and Blue for Blu-ray and Criterion reviews. I'm also on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Abe? You can find more fun stuff over at in- my Instagram, abe.mua, and twitter.com slash wallersmoose. Hashtag, watch out for Portuguese Man of Wars. <laughs> Um, you can find all the other episodes of Out Now Out Name on iTunes, Audioboom, Spotify, and Stitcher. SoundCloud, Podomatic, and HSWOD. Feel free to email us at outnotpodcast at gmail.com. Or check out our Facebook page, simply.com slash outnotpodcast, or our Twitter, twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast. And follow us at instagram.com slash outnow underscore podcast as well. And again, iTunes reviews ratings, good to get those. Um, next week's show, Ant-Man and the Wasp, colon, Quantumania. Wow. Wow. They say it with like that 1950s voice? I hope they do. That'd be incredible if they did. Uh-huh. Well, that is the film we will be covering for next week's show. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but that's going to do it for this week's episode. So until next time, so long and goodbye. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Miami. Uh, uh, South Beach. Bring the heat. Uh. <laughs> Can y'all feel that? Can y'all feel that? Jig it out. Uh. Here I am in the place where I come let go. In Miami, the base and the sunset low. Every day like a Mardi Gras. Everybody party all day. No work, all play, okay? So we sip a little something, leave the rest to spill. Me and Charlie at the bar running up a high bill. Nothing less than ill when we dress to kill. Every time the ladies pass, they be like, Can y'all feel me? All ages and races, real sweet faces. Every different nation, Spanish, Haitian, Indian, Jamaican. Black, white, Cuban, or Asian. I only came for two days of playing, but every time I come, I always wind up staying. This the type of town I can spend a few days in. Miami, the city that keeps the roof blazing. Party in the city where the heat is on all night on the beach till the break of dawn. Welcome to my home. Bienvenido a Miami. Bouncing in the club where the heat is on all night on the beach till the break of dawn. I'm going to Miami. Welcome to Miami. Yo, I heard the rainstorms ain't nothing to mess with But I can't feel a drip on the strip It's a trip Ladies have dress full of your quip And they be screaming out So I'm thinking I'ma scoop me something hot And this all summer rain game melting pot Hottest club in the city And it's right on the beach Temperature, get to ya, it's about